struggling and difficult students. They're out there, and as an instructor, eventually you're going to get one. Even parents have trouble kids, so it's not exactly a unique problem. But how do you deal with them and get them over the line and reach their goal? I'm going to tackle this sensitive topic coming right up. So strap in and let's get into it. Hello, g'day everyone and welcome to episode 38 of Flight Training Australia, the podcast all about flight training and flying in Australia and beyond. I'm your host Trent Robinson, thank you for joining me. Feeling a lot better today guys, it's a Monday, I've released on time, feeling good back on track. Um, yeah, won't talk any more about the Rona, but um, it's been good. The uh, Diamond Storm has finished up here in Darwin there will be no jets in the background, a little bit of peace and quiet for a little while, but also pretty pumped uh, for the end of August or middle of August there. We've got pitch black coming. Um, be both exciting and frustrating, frustrating from the point of view of plenty of noise and delays out at the airport, but exciting because uh, there'll be a heap of air forces coming over, heaps of airplanes that we don't get normally um, coming here and uh, for a photographer and uh, aircraft spotters uh, it's a bit of a dream for them so looking forward to doing that and getting some footage and showing that to you we've also just had a couple of b1b uh, bombers swing through uh, darwin twice in a row apparently there's some also some joint exercises coming up for them as well which is pretty good so lots of military action going on up here uh, civilian wise heaps of flying going on at darwin there's a lot of people coming up for jobs and things and uh, many of you have contacted me um, so it's been great to hear from you all and I'll obviously do what I can to help you out and point you in the right direction but make sure you do your research first I've still seen a couple of people coming up and uh, dressed in sh shorts and a nice shirt looking okay but um, now I was in one of the hangars and someone came in and just said Are you guys pilots and I thought oh, okay let's uh, not set the right tone straight away so do your research. Know who you're going to, who they are, what they operate. Don't just walk in and just do the blanket mail bomb drop because it's typically going to end in tears. Don't waste your time and other people's time and most of all your money. Like I said, invest in yourself. Take a moment to sell yourself properly and get a proper job interview uh, organised at the company's discretion, obviously. You want it right now, but it doesn't necessarily suit them, so... Make sure you do things the right way so you don't cut yourself off. Alrighty, so um, students, hey? Oh, we could all do without them, couldn't we? But we all were one once, and I'm sure we all caused our instructors our own little bit of grief at one point or another. But there are some that just struggle, either because they're difficult people or because they're just finding the learning difficult. So there's really two groups here that I'm going to talk about today. And if you're an instructor, uh, really, uh, hopefully, find this beneficial. If you're a student struggling, um, this is also for you because this will hopefully give you some tips to maybe suggest to your instructor um, if you are aware that you are having some learning uh, difficulties for whatever reason that is. All right. So let's have a bit of a look at it. Um 
I remember when I was uh, instructing, I was often one of the instructors that was approached to deal with uh, struggling students for whatever the reason was. So these are just some techniques that I used. And obviously as a head of operations and, and HOTAC and that sort of thing, these are things that I'd implement at the schools I've been at and the school I'm at now. And first of all, you've got to identify what is the problem. Is this somebody that is just not preparing? Are they not uh, putting any effort in? Or are they someone who's just having a learning difficulty? Might just be a basic comprehension thing. Could be the way you're teaching it. It just could be one of those uh, parts that is just a mental blur. It's just not making sense. But eventually the penny will drop. And our job as instructors is to help our students get over these humps. I have had in this past instructors that just said, I don't want to fly with this person anymore. I'm like, excuse me? They said, ah, oh, they're just hopeless. They can't get it over the over the line. They can't go solo. They can't land the plane. They can't fly straight level, whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, so who's going to fix that? Oh, you can do it. Well, no. Eventually I might have to do it. But this is your job as an instructor, all right? You don't just get all the good students, all the dream students. You don't just get to jump in an aeroplane, smash out an hour with minimal effort, and then go home, all right? You need to work sometimes. And our job as instructors is to adapt and change our lesson delivery in a way that is going to be uh, cognitively received by our student in a way that they can then understand and learn and obviously progress in their training. So we need to look at some of the problems. Now, if it's a behavioral issue, an attitude issue. So if it's just that they are not putting in the effort, they're not studying, they're not um, turning up, there's basically two ways you can do this. And it kind of depends, I guess, a little if they're a child or under 18 or if they're an adult. If they're under 18, then usually the parents are going to be paying and there is a level of interaction with the parents that you could probably afford. But as an adult learner, when they're above 18, you cannot do that. Um, both legally and, and probably morally, practically. You're not going to go to a 30-year-old's parents. Um, having said that, that has happened in the past because I told them I'm going to do it, <laughs> and it did work. But you shouldn't have to be doing that with an adult student. Anyway, if they're struggling, you need to have a chat, and you really need to lay it on the line. There are some people that think that licenses come out of weedy packets still, and if they do 30 hours of flying, they get a license at the end of it. Now, we all know that's not how it works, but sometimes there's a lack of effort. There's no doubt that the flying is the fun part. Who wants to do theory? No one wants to study. No one wants to do the theory. So our job is to make it as fun and relevant as possible so they understand that you actually need to know this stuff. And that is probably the one beauty um, of flight theory in aviation theory versus school, uh, you know, do I need to know the area of a, a triangle? It's come up a few times, but nothing I couldn't Google, all right? But you're not going to get your kids going, why do I need to know this? For an aviation student, it's really easy to explain that one. So we need to find a way to help them get them through it. Now, that can either be on one-on-one -on -one tuition or if you're fortunate enough to have space, 
um, on a ground school and run it with other students. Sometimes engaging with other people on a similar learning level uh, can be of real help as well. And it gives them a bit of a study buddy and some motivation and also helps highlight that they're not the only one having these problems. Regardless of how many times I've done this, there's always people think that their problem is unique to them. And it's not. Everyone has problems. Everyone has learning struggles and uh, difficulties, various humps along the way. We've all been there, some more than others. But it's important that they understand that because that in itself will help give them some confidence. And sometimes any attitude or behavioral issues are just that. It's just a bit of a mental block um, to a deeper issue. So help them get through the theory, help drive it, put their effort in. They will appreciate it at the end. Maybe a couple of percent won't, but the majority will be very, very grateful for you spending that time with them. All right, if it's anything else, well, generally I just say, look, we're not flying until this is done. And that is going to potentially hurt, especially if you're um, a casual instructor from a selfless, a selfish point of view, because you're not going to get paid. Um, from a company point of view, well, they're not going to get paid either. But there comes a point where you're just taking someone's money. Now, ultimately, if that's what they want to do and they say, I don't care, I'm happy to keep flying, then you can do that. And this is where a file note comes in. So document everything. Uh, whenever you've got difficult students, you want to make sure that you've documented everything, either through the student training record or in a separate file note. Now, different schools handle this different ways. Sometimes we have uh, progress reports or lack of progress in this case um, or... Uh, yeah, there's, there's key points for review and that will come up then. But whatever happens, you need to record it and you need to be mindful of what you put down as well. Remember that anything goes into a student training record is essentially public information. A student can access that at any time and they have the right to, and as the rules say um, in the regs, that they're supposed to be getting a copy or offered a copy of their training record after each flight. So anything that goes in there must be what you're prepared for the student to see it must represent what you've said to them and uh, shouldn't be anything else. If you need to put any other details in there, then a file note is probably a better way to go about it. And that can be kept separate and private. That's for internal use only because that does need to be held there. And sometimes it might need to be uh, pulled out down the track if things turn nasty. It's only happened a couple of times for me, but uh, it is good to have as a documented evidence uh, down the track. All right. What if the student is aware that they're having problems? Well, this is the good scenario because this is something that is so much easier to work with. So whatever it is, maintaining height, just lack of coordination, uh, can't land, whatever it is, um, sit down and have a chat. Okay. And this is where I uh, encourage even thinking about it you may just say actually look today let's not fly let's just sit down and have a chat sometimes that in itself can just be the biggest load off your students uh, mind they're almost just so relieved because even though they're an adult they're looking to you to take the lead they are still in a foreign environment even though it's familiar to us 
you go, look, let's just have a chat about your flying because I notice you're just sort of not really progressing and you've been struggling a little bit the last few flights. And then they go, oh, yeah, God, I know it's been worrying me. And then the doors are open and you'll generally find that the problem will uh, resolve itself then and there. Um, if not, you can start making a plan. All right. So work through that. Remember, trying to do the same thing every time, expecting a different result is the definition of exanity. You want to make sure that you have the ability to adapt and change the way you deliver a lesson. If it's not working one way, you're going to have to change your angle. And this is where a secondary instructor comes in as well. So sometimes getting a student to fly with somebody else, they might be a very similar experience to you, but just different personality, the different words, the, the different techniques um, can make all the difference. And don't take that offensively. It's just sometimes how it works. All right. So change things around a bit, present it in a different way, either yourself or through another instructor. Spend some more time on the ground briefing. Sometimes it's just a lack of understanding. And jumping in a simulator can actually help with some of these things. I've started using the simulator more and more for ab initio training of, of recent times. And just taking all the other flight dynamics out of the picture and allowing them to pause and look and turn around and have a chat and, and, and go through it just makes a big difference. So don't discredit simulators. Um, it doesn't even have to be a fancy one. I'm not talking about all singing and all dancing motion and full rap displays. Just your basic desktop IFR sim is all that you need. And you can actually make a lot of these points and show them things that they potentially weren't seeing because one of the big things is we use our fingers to point. Now, you're looking down your finger and you know what's at the other end of your pointer, but to them, there's just a 180-degree windscreen. So this is a way that we can actually point to exactly what we're looking for, for reference lines, for example, or attitudes, and really get an idea of what we're trying to highlight and point out, and then go back out into the aircraft, and sometimes I find problem solved. Um, teaching your student to self-assess is also really important. But the instructor needs to be able to assess as well. So what do I mean by that? You need to be able to tell the student what it is that they're doing wrong. Now, we're pretty much all good at that. But what is it about what they're doing wrong? Why is it happening? And what are we going to do to fix it? This is the debrief. All right. Now, there's a time and place for everything. You might be able to deal with this in the air. Take him out. I have control. And so how did that go? And this is your opportunity to see if they can identify what it is they are or doing are or not doing wrong. They, if they just think, yeah, that was beautiful, that was really good, well, okay, that's alarm bells. If they sort of identify it, but not necessarily for the reasons why, you can take them through it. Now, what happened was your eyes went this way, you landed hard because you looked in front of the nose or whatever the problem is. All right, so next time I want you to do this. You happy with that? Yeah, good. Okay, ready? Handing over. You have control. All right, try something like that. If we keep getting the same problem, this is where it's usually the time where we go, right, let's stop. Make this one a full stop. It's time to get into the classroom. Get in the briefing room of the classroom. Get out the, the airplane model. Get out the 
horizon cockpit photos and attitude displays, whatever else you've got in your classroom environment and take them through it again, have a chat because they're going to just get so wrapped around the axle um, and highly sprung that they're just they're about going to be closed off to any learning after that point. They've reached saturation. So it's important not to just keep pushing and pushing and pushing in a lesson where they're clearly not getting it. And this is certainly an advantage in a non-integrated private pilot uh, training program versus a cadet-style student who is on a bit more of a time pressure. And you probably get these problems a little bit less, but they are still there. All right, but sometimes it's just time to knock it on the head and try and catch it up on the next sortie. You also should be discussing this with your senior instructor or your, your who or your HOTAC um, as relevant to operations. Sometimes this might not be even be a student. This could just be on a line check. Right, so you're in a charter environment and you are a line instructor or um, you've, you've got a new pilot that's coming in and something's just not clicking and they're struggling. Right, they, they're flying a high-wing airplane for the first time or they're just not dealing with things. So either way, it needs to be documented. You need to refer it up the chain and eventually it'll come to a point where someone else may take over for either time, financial uh, or performance uh, issues there's obviously a limit as to how much we can put into someone if the company's paying for it if it's a student we want to try and get them over this hurdle as quick as possible and if you're struggling then we'll um, intervene to give you a hand and obviously involve you in that process so that you can learn from it because this is how you learn as well this is as much learning for you as instructor as this is for a student all right so uh look there's some ways uh which will hopefully uh help you deal with students that are struggling. Like I said, there's really two types there, ones that just aren't putting in any effort at all and others that it's just a, a learning obstacle and they'll get over it. They've got the learning plateau. I'm sure you've all remember that from your PMI training. Um, usually happens towards the end of a, a, a training syllabus sequence, but plateaus are uh, overcomable, generally speaking, um, and sometimes it just maybe need to just take a break. I've had students who I've just said, you know what, let's just go for a fly. And we just went for a fly up the coast, no objectives, no altitude within 150 feet or any of that. And they loved it. And that was just enough in itself to just break the monotony um, and, and yeah, get them back on track. So change what you do, mix things up, seek advice, refer it up the chain, but overall document everything that you do so that's recorded just in case. All right, I hope that was helpful to you all. And uh, I'd love to hear any of your experiences um, or stories or any other tips that you might have for everybody. Go to Facebook at uh, Trent Robinson Aviation. You'll see this episode's post there. And uh, yeah, chuck in your comments in the bottom. I sometimes drop these into some of the other Facebook uh, group pages as well. If you've got a Facebook page, um, or group that you'd like me to share a you can share it yourself that would be fantastic um, otherwise yeah let me know about it and i'll happily um, drop it in there or contact the group admin and get that sorted all right that's it for today send me an email info at trentrobinsonaviation.com.au and you can also jump on patreon.com forward slash flight training australia to support the channel if you're loving what you're hearing thanks everybody 
I will see you again very, very soon. Blue skies, and remember the golden rule, aviate, navigate, communicate. Cheers, everybody. Bye.